That's that's this is old school. Do you know how much the original one has? How many views? A lot. Take a guess. Six million. Forty-one point eight million views since two thousand nine. I just found a picture of a whale that I photoshopped jumping out of a volcano. <laughs> this be the the cover art for this uh, episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Get Blitzed. Hello. I'm Corey Smith. I am Eric Ross. We had a few weeks off. Crazy time at work. Crazy time at work, but a lot of information to process, a lot of stuff coming up. So I think it was justified. It's not an excuse that we just really couldn't meet up. But I mean, at this point, our podcast, we're not going to say it's weekly, it's not monthly. We're going to say it's pretty much whenever we feel like but podcasting. But it will be quality information. Absolutely. Like of the usual, like come on guys, hello. And girl. Of course. And girl, maybe. If you're listening, I'm sure you found us on iTunes. If or you're listening. Since you're listening, I'm sure you found us on iTunes. Or SoundCloud. Rate and review us. Or follow us on SoundCloud. We, we post a bunch of stuff there whenever we decide to record. So this episode, we're not going to talk about beer. Nothing about getting blitzed in this. We're jumping right into the information. There's a lot to talk about since we had a brief hiatus. We're going to talk Yankees. We're lightly going to mention A-Rod. Uh, we're going to talk about Yankees retiring and numbers. And too many at that point. MLB change, uh, changes pace of play rules. A little bit of instant replay changes. Corey thinks that instant replay is a joke pretty much. We're going to briefly discuss the Phillies and how they kind of had an interesting bout against a college team. And the Eagles, big news. Chip Kelly's, is he ruining the Eagles? Is Going it becoming the Oregon Ducks? And Sean McCoy being traded. <clears throat> Excuse me, I choked. Being traded. Strap it up. MLB change uh, changes pace of play rules, but it's going to cut the BS out of the game. Like the big poppy sluggishly running around the bases and, and everything like that, even though he's totally going to disagree with it and take whatever fine gets to him. But essentially what happens is they're requiring batters to now always keep a foot in the box unless certain things, uh, unless certain things happen, uh, you know, foul balls, all that type of stuff. To essentially speed up the game, they're implementing now a pace of game clock. Which essentially that they're going to have in between each uh, ha- each half innings, you're going to have two minutes and twenty five seconds, and uh, for locally televised games, two minutes forty five seconds for nationally televised games, and and there's just a bunch of stuff like a forty seconds left, PA announcers bat uh, are announcing the batters, thirty seconds pitchers got to throw their final warm up, and the batters essentially got to be um, in the box, and it's just it's just basically just going to speed up. Like I said, speed up the game. No more, hopefully, BS. But I think they're even mentioning fines of like $500 or something like that, which is a complete joke when a player makes a millions. You know, he wipes his butt with $500 and throws it uh, at the fans like Papelbon. So essentially at that point, that's kind of the big stuff in regards to the pace of play. It's supposed to help out. We'll see. The big instant replay basically is a manager will retain his challenge, kind of like football, you know, until he gets one wrong, essentially, during a game. And they're not allowed to do that stupid jog out onto the field anymore. They have to stay in the damn dugout and kind of move at a quicker pace. You know, that's what's coming now. So what's some of your reaction? Let's touch on the replay stuff first, Corey. Replay stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm always a fan of instant replay, expanding instant replay. My only issue is challenges. I hate challenges in football, in baseball. Whatever sport has replay and has challenges, I think it's 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 
at this point in time, shouldn't we be getting all the calls right? I mean, I know you can't get them right the first time, which is why we have replay. I mean, maybe you don't want to stop the game every time there was a, a blown call. But that, at this point, you really should do it, shouldn't you? I mean, it shouldn't be up to the managers. It shouldn't be up to NFL coaches to be on the sideline and have to deal with, oh, hey, should I use this challenge right now in the first quarter of a game when I might have to use it in the fourth quarter? Because aren't the plays, I mean, they're kind of weighted the same. Like, like you know, Ryan Sandberg shouldn't have to be like, oh, I'm not going to challenge this, this foul ball because... It's the first inning when I might have to eight, use yeah, the challenge in, in, in the eight. Yeah, but essentially, seven. but essentially, the new rule is saying you get it until it's wrong, get, type of thing. But like, you're still kind of adding a human element into it, and especially now at a faster pace because it's not that ten minute walk out, and you know the guys, you know, uh, how's it going first base? It's now directly to the point, and like, so you feel like that even little human element of should we even challenge it should be completely gone. Yes, absolutely. For calls, of course. To me, baseball has a human element with balls and strikes. Which, that's even being under-questioned. There should be robot umpires at this point. I mean, it's 2015. Essentially, that's what they're going... You know, essentially what they're saying. But, um, but the big thing is that, like, this would totally go against the pace of play, uh, pace of game changes, because you're going... Like you said, you're going to be stopping the game every... 10 seconds because, you know, oh, did this player leave 100% in the first inning? You know, so I think there's got to be some discretion. I I don't know. It makes it a little more fun, even though, man, I don't know. I haven't seen it this year since we're heading into the 2015 spring training. We're starting to see traces of all this stuff and how that will do. But, like, I was absolutely pissed off about how the managers would take their time and all that kind of stuff because there were no rules against it. So I feel like, I mean, I kind of feel like the – Time of games, pace of play stuff is a little overblown. It's just a little overblown. I mean, yeah, I get it. A three-hour game. I, I, I'm the number one. I'm number one fan of you know two-hour and thirty-minute games. Like if I go to a baseball game, I don't want to have to be there until five o'clock. If it's a one one thirty well, start, I don't time. mind it being. If I'm at the game live, I don't care how long the game is. I mean, I like baseball. I don't mind if it goes long. I hate. Extra, 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 extra innings. Like no, no, no. Innings. those are the best games. The best games. <laughs> well, then you're at eight hours. Ones that go six hours and 15, 16 innings. But I think the pitchers add more time to games than that's these batters Mark, do. That's why Mark Burley is one of the most amazing pitchers in the game. I, I he, totally agree. He gets I mean, it, I, and he fires it right there. I, I feel like we're focusing a lot of these pace of play rules on batters, but I feel like pitchers have a lot to do with it. And there's guys that stand on the mound, and you know, to me, the one that I think of is David Price, who just stands on the mound and. Sure, sometimes when he's on a roll, he'll go through and he'll pitch pretty quick. But there's a lot of times where he's just on the mound, staring in, stepping off, talking to his catcher. I mean, that's a, that's where your, a lot of your time comes is when like pitcher and catcher can't get on the same page. And how do you even like? How do you take care of that? How do you fix that when like when a pitcher and catcher there's a miscommunication between those two guys? What do you do? You need those guys to be on the same page for well, a game to go by. You can't not step off. Like you could still step off. You could still go to do a mount, like a, do a mound visit type of thing, but the issue is. But to well, me, that's that's think- where all this time is added. Where you know the catcher's going out talking to these guys, they're talking behind their gloves. Pitching coach comes out, they do a little, you know, hey, this is what you're facing with the next batter. That's where all that's where all the time in these these long games. That's where it comes from. So it'll be interesting to see just how it translates from the minors to the future of baseball. We don't know if it's really going to help. We don't know the status of baseball in the future. Good or bad, we'll see for 2015, and we'll move on from there. One thing one thing I do like about Rob Manfred is he seems to be open to 
change. He seems to be like, hey, we'll talk about this, we'll talk about that. I mean, he brought up that, you know, maybe we should scale it back to 154 games. I don't think that'll ever happen, but, I mean, just for him to, to say, you know what, we should be open to this, we should have an open discussion about it, we should, you know, see all the pros and cons, to me, that's that's great that the commissioner can be that open-minded. Yeah, coming, being versatile, yeah. Coming from, you know, what we've we've came from in the past where it's kind of like an old boys club, like, this is how it's always been done, this is how it's going to be. But, you know, he's he's been open to kind of the advanced statistics even you know he's looking at yeah, the saves at he's looking at you know we should implement this stuff into our game 154 game season well what's in, i mean that was last done in 1961 and then eventually they followed with 162 but to me is it really i mean what does it move up a little bit of the world series sooner like something like that like what does that extra couple games give you i don't think it really you know what reflects much but like there but like uh to me the, even the, manfred said in this in this right here in this article he goes we already have some of our record books record books which re, uh, reflects a 154 game seasons and obviously some of it reflects 162 game seasons so there is room for flexibility so I don't know. I, I don't think that there would be at any kind of point for it to be a shorter season. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, will it help with these pitchers getting hurt, you know, with all these innings and players and all that stuff? And, no, these are athletes. Pitchers are going down with Tommy Johns after three starts in a season. It's not going to So I don't, I don't really think there's really going to be any difference going from 154 and, and keeping it at uh, 162. So I just I think it's a useless point. To, I, 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 just don't, I don't think it's going to happen because of the, uh, the money. Well, the, mean, the teams, and, even and the small market teams, really get screwed out team, of those couple games. But, you know? like, but like even like, you know, every team now kind of mo- – most every team now has their, has their TV contracts with, you know, uh, exactly. regional sports networks. And, like, the Dodgers are paying, you know, X amount of money for 160 games or whatever it is, yeah. 150 games, of 150 Dodger games. Now, if you scale it back 5%, because that's what it's going to be, that's what uh, 154 games going from 156, I mean, 162 to 154 is 5%. If you scale that back, the Dodgers have to pay that money back to – to Sportsnet LA, like uh, I'm sure it would have because right now they're getting paid for 162 game season. So this is why I don't think that's gonna happen. But to me, it's just it's huge that the commissioner is like, hey, let's have an open discussion about this. Well, that's what I like. I he's do kind like, of open. Yeah, like the future of baseball is kind of in good hands as as of right now. I do, and I I completely agree. So future of baseball, we'll see. There's a lot of uh, discussion going on, and uh, if it really makes a difference, it'll be interesting to find out. Speaking of the future of baseball, the Yankees. A-Rod came out and said, sorry for everything. Let's put this behind us. He met with the team, the media, blah, blah, blah. Showed up to camp early. Showed up to camp early. He got his first hit as of uh, today, Wednesday, March 4th. And we're recording this. So when you guys are hearing this tomorrow, A-Rod actually has a hit for the first time in, like, what, a year and a half now. And But they're still fighting over, like, $30 million. So it's still not a tame thing. It's New York media, so it's obviously being blown up. But, um... So that's all still not over. It's all these incentive bonuses and everything like that. So, you know, we shall see from there. But, you know, as we mentioned, the Yankees and one of the most interesting things coming up. Rodriguez is an amazing year this year. So do I. I would really love to hear all the controversy. And I hope he breaks 97 records. I I want him to break that. I want him to get 3,000 hits this year. I want him to, you know, pass uh, everyone. Willie Mays, he's close to Willie Mays on the home run list. I just want him to pass, you know, pass all these guys and start breaking records. So speaking of breaking records, say he does all this, say he gets the home run, all, you know, all this kind of glorification. He makes his money, even if he doesn't make the money. 
The Yankees have a tendency, since he would basically retire, you think he would retire a Yankee? I mean, he's not going to play with another team, I don't think. I don't think either, but... He could. He could. He could, potentially. But, I mean, a guy like Alex Rodriguez thinks he can play until he's like 45. Like, I, I don't see him hanging it up. Shades of Brett soon. Favre. Like, I think he's... He thinks enough of himself to be like, I, I got another five years left. I, I, I feel that way about him. I mean, I don't think he has a, that, those five years left, but I think he thinks he does. Well, we'll see. But on that note, there has been a huge precedent, a huge thing, especially in New York, since that's where we, you know, we live more close in the tri-state area, of the Yankees retiring so many damn numbers. You think Alex Rodriguez, number 13, that's gets what I'm retired? Saying. That's what I'm saying. And it, as of currently, it has not retired. And why do we bring this up? Because um, Derek Jeter, basically, you know, he retired this uh, basically this year. Nobody's ever going to wear number two again. No it's not does. officially retired. It's not officially but retired. Nobody's ever going to wear number two. But essentially, the Yankees have retired one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten. Then there's a gap till fifteen, sixteen. So, are you? <laughs> They're retiring twenty this year. Jorge. Also forty six. Andy Pettit. And fifty one. See, we we kind of talked about this, and it was, you know, is it really a big deal? Because it's not like they're, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, retired for the most part. Except, Bernie, Bernie's borderline, but. But, uh, you know, I, I know you have a feeling, uh, a bad feeling with, like, Jorge Posada, but, like, but even kind of comparing even it to, Pettit, like. Even Andy Pettit. But even kind of, Andy Pettit had a really fantastic career. He was very impactful for the playoffs. And he also is an, is an admitted PED user. But it's all over the place. Like it's all over the place already. So it doesn't. It doesn't matter at this point. You even say that. Totally. Even in regards to the Hall of Fame, it you're like, just matter. put them on. So then, why is that a factor for you? I mean, because people are going to hold these guys to standards. If somebody but says Barry this, Bonds is not a Hall of Famer, why should it, like? But it's not a Hall of Fame argument. It's a Wall of Fame argument for a team. We have Pat. Bar- I don't think. Listen, his, I don't listen. think his season. I don't think. I mean, the I don't Phillies. think his career has been as good as as like. He has a know, fantastic some, career. He has a very good playoff. I mean, he was, he was on two teams, so he was also on the Astros. He was, and he had a big impact with them. But essentially, Pat Burrell deserves to be on Wall but, of Fame. But like, but that's, but this is the the type of argument you're you're making, you know, in regards to this. But I mean, come on, the numbers that Andy Pettit put up in his career: two hundred fifty six wins, uh, a three eight career okay, ERA, give, give, all in the AL for the most part, except when he was with Houston for a little bit. All I'm saying is, give him give him a monument. I don't care. Give him a monument, monument park. You don't have to retire 46. That's essentially what you're doing when you give someone That's a monument you can, anyway. You can give, Willie Randolph's getting a monument this year. They're not retiring his number. Just because a guy has has a monument doesn't mean you can't ever wear his number again. You just have It's basically their wall of fame. Pat Burrell is going to be on, on, the, on the Phillies wall of fame. Great. Okay. Doesn't mean nobody can ever wear number five again. But what's it matter at that point? You know, I guess I, it doesn't it's, matter. This is just a completely <laughs> ridiculous argument that we should never have. And that's the whole point I'm trying to say of this entire thing. That's exactly the point I was trying to prove. That it doesn't matter. All it's not I'm like saying it's a Hall of Fame argument. Andy Pettit, Jorge Posada do not deserve to have their numbers retired. I might. I, I feel like I, feel I like agree like with number you. Retirement is is like a Hall of Famer. A guy it is that overrated. should be a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame should have their number retired. Like look at the Phillies. So the this. Phillies have all their all their guys that have retired numbers are in the Hall of Fame. The Wall of Fame is a totally different story. That's what you're arguing with the Yankees, though. No, the Yankees have Monument Park. You can you can put monuments out in Monument Park. It doesn't mean that their numbers retired. There is a difference. It should be. Listen, I agree with you on Jorge Posada, but Andy Pettit deserves to have his number retired, especially Mariano. Definitely, 
the Phillies open up their Grapefruit League season this week, Sunday, March 1st. In which they faced a fantastic college team. University of Tampa. In which they lost. It was now, a grand slam. Now, mind you that no one really played to for the To be fair, Phillies, they didn't play anybody. But it, but they did lose 6-2. to two, And you, you had a grand other, slam. You're going to lose when you have a grand slam usually. But put it this way. Every other team, there was like two more teams that played on Monday. They did beat the Florida, uh, Florida equivalent teams. And Detroit massively won. But then... <laughs> 2015, spring training is kicking up, so we're going to jump right into the regular season. The Phillies faced the Yankees, and essentially they wound up in a tie on Tuesday, March 3rd, 5-5. to You have Buchanan that started the game. He didn't look that well. Obviously, it's the spring, so I really don't care. But one of the interesting things from today, Wednesday, uh, March 4th, was uh, was it David Slowey? Was pitch or Kevin? Sorry, I'm sorry. Kevin, uh, Kevin Slowey pitched it. And he had two really strong scoreless innings. So he'll be interesting to check uh, to check out. They beat the Yankees three to one today. But I guess the biggest news is a Rod. It's really kind of the big stuff in regards to the the start of um, you know spring training. It's a fun time because you get to see baseball again. It's one of the best things. I have it on we have it right on in the background right now. We're we're bracing for more snow. So you know, snow. we get to watch uh these guys down in Florida and out in Arizona throwing a baseball around, having a catch, even playing a game. So it is nice. It is nice. So, I mean, there's not really much else. Uh the only uh, no- noteworthy news is Hamels wants to be traded. Hamels is still on the team. Howard actually is looking pretty decent. Uh, he actually hit the fr- his first hit of the spring went the other freaking way. I'm always a Ryan I Howard fan. I was so excited, so uh, but that's a big thing. He I think really he's needs set to for do a that. big year. He, he better be. He's been due for what four years now. I mean, 2012 he came off the injury, so it was a little difficult, and then he's now has been healthy really since. So this is the year. This is Ryan Howard's year. Yeah, we'll see. So that's kind of the big news. Papa Bond's still on the team. Uh, Jay Sutley's going to be hurt for a little bit. Some ankle leg thing, but he'll be back. But um, that's the big news in regards to the baseball news. But the whole point of the show, we talked baseball, but one of the biggest news to come out in regards since last year is another Philadelphia team. It's not the Sixers because they're irrelevant right now. It's not the Flyers. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, if you didn't get that by process of elimination. Chip Kelly and the Eagles – um, this still needs to be officialified, but essentially, LaShawn McCoy has been traded to the Buffalo Bills. You took the best player on offense and shipped him out for a hurt linebacker who was almost a rookie of the year uh, in 2013, hurt all of 2014, and essentially all you're doing is just freeing up uh, cap space. There's only one or two moves that I would really, really like since they screwed themselves completely again, since they don't have anyone on offense. But that's the biggest news right now. LaShawn McCoy is going to be a freaking Buffalo Bill. So you're left with Darren Sproles, and the Eagles have interest in uh, basically old Saints running back Mark Ingram. I know how you feel about this trade, Eric, but I I kind of like it. I kind of love it, to be honest with you. Uh, what benefit do you see from it? You're, you're, selling, you're selling Shady McCoy and getting a, a stud linebacker who, to be fair, is coming off an injury. But I mean, he was he was third in the league uh, in tackles his rookie year in 2013. Awesome! That was great heading into 2014. So his value is hey, terrible. ACL. I mean, it happens. But it's his not, ACL. That's it's, huge it's not, for a linebacker. It's not like this is 19, it's huge for anyone who it's needs not like a this move. Is 1980 where where ACLs 
I mean, an ACL so why do pretty much ended your career. So why do pitchers need four Tommy John surgeries like a Johan Santana some and of find them themselves? Do. Some of them do, some of them don't. That's exactly what I'm saying. You, you're, you, so you're saying this guy's injury prone. He's had two ACL injuries. Maybe maybe he is injury prone. He had two. There's a reason, I didn't even know he had two. There's a reason oh my why God, this they're is trading worse. Shady. Chip Kelly is garbage right now. He basically he what do you got think, rid of— What kind of year do you think Shady's going to have this year? He's, he, has, he has one, maybe two. I say one and a half years left in his in his career, right? He had, he's had five years where he's been. I mean, people say he's been the best running back. He's in essentially the league. been I mean, the come on. top. No, no, no. Okay, he has. top three. We'll say he's top been three. Top, he's, he's been a top three running back the last five years. Okay, I'll give you that. In 2012 was the but only then, time he was under a thousand yards, essentially before he started in, in 2009, because he got hurt. But he still scored a lot in 2011. He, he was he. He's essentially been the key of the offense, especially when Chip Kelly got rid of freaking Deshaun Jackson which is still moronic because Deshaun Jackson even owned on the Redskins, the Eagles, when he faced them. This is a cancer. Chip Kelly is a cancer for the damn team. I am absolutely ah. upset. Yeah, bold statement there, uh, Corey. My my only issue with this deal is that the guy they're getting, Kiko Alonso, is, is nothing yet. Is an Oregon player, so they're just collecting they're, ducks. This is, right? They're just collecting a bunch of ducks. And That's what do you doing. think they want to do for the so, goddamn draft? I don't know why. Why? Why are you hating on Marcus Mariota? The the kid could be a good a good quarterback. Which I think they don't a, have. They don't a, have a quarterback right now. Yes, they do. At this point, they I feel do. like. Well, listen. I, I kind of feel there's like, no offense. So they have no doing, one. They so have no one being able to catch the ball. Macklin's okay. They have no one running the he's goddamn ball. He's also a free ball. agent. He could. I know. He could be gone. True, which is also true. But uh, the only thing I'm excited for is uh, getting a couple free agents since they have this cap room now. But once again, you lose one of the best running backs in the freaking league. Someone on Twitter made this point, so I can't take take credit for it. But someone did say. If, if this was a trade, if Kiko Alonso was coming from a team like Seattle, everyone would love this trade just because it's the Buffalo Bills and you don't know anything about him because, I mean, who knows anything about the Buffalo Bills? You don't know Doesn't anything matter. about this kid because he's coming from Buffalo. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they traded the best running back in the league who, by the way, isn't the best running back in the league. And even if he he's is – One of the best. Even if he is, peak production for, for NFL running backs – Yeah, what, five to six years. 24 to 27. How old is he? How is he going to be next year? 27. So he's pretty, he's at the end, okay? So he has one year left. But All right. you don't so get say, anything so for say him. Shady, so say Shady goes to Buffalo and runs for 1,100 yards, which honestly I don't think he's going to do because, first of all, the guy has a bad attitude already. He already has a bad attitude where he's saying he may not even go to Buffalo. So what's he going to do, hold out? He's going to hold out him. and not play? He's going to a shittier team. So what's he – Shittier team. The team was the team was a borderline playoff team. They were just as good as the Eagles. Their defense, they were horrible. Their defense was, they have, was their good. Their starting quarterback year. is Kyle Orton. That come is on, Orton. That is one of their issues. And yes, essentially, they don't they, have a and essentially, it's just great for Buffalo because they had no running game. Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller are an atrocious couple, and that's essentially what they would do was split backs. And now so I guess now to. they had the best the best running back in the league, one of the best. So he'll only be good for a year. While they're building for what 2015-2016. Who? The Eagles? B- both teams at this point. What are the Eagles I building though? Tri- they have no offense right now. You even said Macklin doesn't even have a contract. You have to build you have to build around an offensive line. So they're, uh, but they're, they're building their offensive line. You can you can find any running back to play in the NFL. You can find any running back. I disagree. You disagree? How? Where do these running backs come from? 
Okay. Look, look at the top five running hold backs on, this year and tell, and tell me so where the, they were drafted the running back they're and, going, and how long they've been in the league and how many years they have the left. The running back they're going to find is Mark Ingram. This is the, this no, is the type no, of caliber. No, it's not. This I, is the I caliber. Don't, of, I don't like Mark Ingram. I don't, I, even if they sign Mark Ingram, he's not their starter. Even if they play yes, Chris Polk. If they, Darren Sproles their starter? If they start Chris Polk this year, he's going to run for 1,000 yards. Chris Polk's nothing. That's why he was a number three, and he's, he's going to be a three because that's where he was on the depth chart. You have you have McCoy now, so and you, you have Darren Sproles. Sproles is going to be your starter. It's going to be it's going to be the same thing, but worse in regards to the starting running back. First the of all, the starting is, running back's not on the team right now. And second of all, if Sproles is your starting running back, the team the team's not going to run that much anyway. Chip hates running. But the whole play right. is an option to offense. You where you need the versatility, and which well, they Sproles, had that with both. Sproles is a great guy to have in in the yeah, backfield. There are two different. Have, there are two Mariota, different runners. You have Mariota and which, shotgun, which would be a freaking joke. I can't wait for it to happen. I I honestly hope I might this rebel happens. This team. I, I I am so upset about. If this. they get Mariota, uh, I will. I'll buy Mariota jersey. Of course, but then it might be traded within a year, so you never know. So I have I have the jersey curse. Is this of Philadelphia? Is, so this team is kind of becoming like I don't know a joke. The Billy Bean Oakland A's of it's football. A very good comparison, right? Except Billy Bean helps the team. They're selling high on guys that like in in a year or two are not going to produce at the level they're producing. This is. To me, this this Chip Kelly, these Chip Kelly moves, trading a guy like like LaShawn McCoy, even if he has a year left, even if he has a year and a half left, trading a guy like that for an asset like Kiko Alonso, who sure he's coming off uh, he's coming off an injury, and you, like you have no idea. Spike syndrome though. You have, you have spikes no, was amazing. You have no idea what he's going to come like come back from like with the ACL injury. And you know what you have with McCoy, but with McCoy, you know that he has. X amount of days left. All right, he has he has two hundred days. Say worth. he has another two to three years left. He has, that he has is one amazing. at most. I say he has one right, at he most. Has two to three. So he has one year where he runs for eleven eleven hundred yards. You can you can have anybody in the NFL. So run for why do you like yards. Adrian Peterson so much? Peterson's career is over too. Like, then what? Then then you can't say that he's better or not. I, I think Adrian Peterson has a, has had a better career. The guy ran for 2,000 yards. Here's the thing with Adrian Peterson. No, no, I do think he has a better career. Everyone, you're everyone loves that... Adrian Peterson. The guy ran for like, like 2,100 yards one year, and the next year ran for 1,300. He missed two games because he was injured. That's because the lifespan of, a, of, a, of an NFL running back, once you get to age 27, which was the year that he ran for 20, 2,100 yards, he went downhill after that and missed two games and only ran for 1,300. This is what happens with NFL running backs. You can find someone. I can shake a tree outside, and a running back will fall I have off. Several that block my view of the skyline. Please go out. And a do running that. back will fall off, and he'll run for a thousand yards next year. It doesn't like you don't need a guy like Shady McCoy, who, by the way, is owed like eleven million dollars next year, and then he's got twenty point some million dollars like, guaranteed. Twenty million guaranteed the next three years. What's and Kiko's owed like two or four million. I'm sure, he's on a rookie like contract. Oh yeah. So. So you're pretty much you're you're selling an asset that you owe a ton of money to who has a bad attitude who doesn't reportedly I don't didn't care get, about the didn't attitude get thing along with the coach I could care less about the attitude thing in sports didn't Owens is one of the best wide receivers and he was called a cancer but he basically single handedly got them to the damn Super Bowl on a broken foot. That whole cancer thing, yeah, it sucks. Everyone should be cohesive, but this isn't kumbaya. You're not playing with a banjo around the fire. It's sports. These are multi-million, billion-dollar athletes. They're going to have an attitude. They're going to have an ego, and I don't care. You play the goddamn game. 
So it'll be interesting to see what you, what you guys and girls listening right now. Please talk to us on Twitter about this topic. As you can see, we completely disagree about this tra- about this uh, garbage trade. What, so a, what we'll, else we'll about Chip Kelly do you not like? So he's I'll, the I'll fact agree. that he's turning everything into Oregon. This isn't the Philadelphia Ducks. It's I'll agree Philadelphia with you. Eagles. I'll agree with you about the Deshaun Jackson thing. They really they really could have used him this year. But then a guy like LaShawn, I mean, he's a, he's a running back. He's 27. He's, he's got a year left. Peterson's 30. He's still going. He's not. He's done. He's done, too. I'm not saying he's not the best, you he, know. What did he do this year? He missed 15 games. I mean, yeah. Murray is the the best right now. And he has two years left. It, it, it's sad what happens to NFL players, and I'm sorry, but you have three, maybe four good years. Shady has had five, so sell him now. You get a piece back, you get out of that contract, and I mean, you wipe, you wash your hands clean from. I don't want like a guy that had a rift with a coach. Unless you're Jerome Bettis, who played for 13 seasons, played for 13 years, and he and, had a very successful career, and had a, a bunch of one yard touchdown runs, and made it to the hall. You realize thing. what numbers he put up, right? He almost had a thousand yards for every year up until. You know, his last one, two, three, four seasons, which essentially they were almost a thousand yards, exceptionally his last season. So we're there can be outliers. We're not comparing Shady McCoy to, be outliers. to uh, Jerome Bettis here. We can be there could be outliers. The bus doesn't matter if it's a, a mini a minivan. We'll see. We'll get a guy like uh Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. At Blitz PCast. Let us know what you think about this Eagles trade with Sean McCoy to the Buffalo Bills, reportedly for Kiko Alonso, linebacker coming off a torn ACL. Drew Rosenhaus hasn't fully confirmed, but he said it's not fully official yet. So you have to wait for the say, new league season to start, which yes, I believe is next, Tuesday. Yeah, next week. The time of this recording. So that's that wraps it up. There was no alcohol today. There was a lot to talk about in regards to baseball. We covered the really big things that we missed in our little hiatus. We'll have an episode that is previewing Major League Baseball season and some some predictions we may Maybe have. In a week or so. Because, like as we said, it's literally the start of spring training. We're three days in now. And it's just great to see base players not knowing how to catch a ball anymore in center field like we're seeing on TV. So that's it for episode number nine on Get Blitz PCAST. I'm Eric Rossi. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Rossi25. I'm Corey Smith. You can follow me at Corey Smith, C O R E Y Zero Smith. Make sure you rate and review us. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And follow us on SoundCloud where this will be posted. Follow our SoundCloud account. It is just pro. Thank you. Get I Blitz just noticed buttons. that. $6 a month. It's not bad. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. It's snowing, so be safe. It's winter wonderland still. See you guys next week.